Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome back to the Pot It Together podcast. I'm Nicole, and I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Adam and Becca, for episode three. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. How y'all doing? Hi. 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 How y'all doing? (laughs) That was great. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Good. Good, good, good. So we are three weeks into January now, and I have a question for you guys. What are you guys watching right now? Because I don't have any weddings to shoot until March and or April rather, and I need some shows to watch. So, like, what do you get? What are you watching, Adam? Um, well, well, uh, the show that I'm, well, it kind of just ended season two, but there's this. There's a show on HBO called His Dark Materials, which was based off of a book series written by Philip Pullman. And the reason I know all that is because when I was in Oxford, um, I had just finished Harry Potter, the the seventh and final book came out. And I read it because I bought it right when it came out. Um, And then one of the students at Oxford was like, oh, well, if you like the Harry Potter series, you would like this His Dark Materials series. And it was written by an author from Oxford. So it's a trilogy and I got it. It was not akin to Harry Potter, but it was still really good. And they actually filmed some of the movie scenes at some of the colleges that I was in and around. So that was cool. But the movie bombed. It had Nicole Kidman in it. Nobody probably remembers it. I do because I read the book, so I thought, was really excited about it. Anyway, uh, fast forward till last year, HBO picked it up as a series, and it has Lin-Manuel Miranda in it and um, a lot of other famous people, but I can't think of their names right now. And season two just ended, and oh, it's so good. They're doing it justice because the first movie that they made of this these books did not do did not do it justice, but um it's doing really well and yeah i can't think there's other things i've been watching i've been really wanting to get into the show bridgerton on netflix because i keep seeing it Ooh, i, I saw just that. saw that i saw the ad for it on my netflix it looks good yeah so mm-hmm. but his dark materials and i'm re-watching veep because i love that show so much and um yeah, that's about it. That's about it on my watch list. I'm going to have to check that out. What about you, Becca? 
Okay, so Daniel and I watch a lot of shows. It's like what we do together. So we, like at the end of December, we finished season two of Cobra Kai on Netflix. It's basically like a Karate Kid reboot with all of them as adults. And it's it's a little cheesy sometimes, but for the most part, it's like a great story. And you get to hear, like, so much more about Johnny, who was, like, the bully in The Karate Kid, the blonde one. You just see more of his life. It's very interesting. And um, so that's really good. Season three is coming out. I think it's out right now. Obviously, it's out right now in January. This is, like, three weeks into January. And then The Queen's Gambit. Am I late? Oh, yes. That's good. I'm on episode three. I need to watch episode three. I just finished episode two. Have you watched it all, Adam? Um, I think I have a few episodes left. Okay, okay. I haven't it's, started it yet, but it's on my list. Okay, yeah. It, it's really good. It's really good. I love it. I love it. So there's that. And then we just finished watching season one of this show. It's called Upload on Prime Video. And it's like it's like a sci-fi futuristic world where people don't like fully die but they get basically they like they don't fully die and like go to heaven anymore traditionally I mean you could but you like upload your consciousness to a database and you exist in this like hyper real like heaven quote unquote it was really interesting it's an interesting concept yeah the storyline where like the guy and his girlfriend like they were I, there was one part where, like, I, I don't think this is spoiling anything, but, like, he was worried that he was going to have a life-threatening, like, situation, so he just went and uploaded himself, but really he wasn't going to die, and so then he basically, like, imprisoned himself mm-hmm. when he didn't need to. It was wild, but, yeah, that was good. Ooh, I want to see that one. Yeah, it's a great show. I mean, this the season finale was pretty anticlimactic and lame, but... Yeah, it's gonna. I'm excited for season two. So that's what I've been watching. Very cool. Okay, so I just started The Crown season four. Do you guys watch The Crown? Oh yeah, like you do. I I think I watched season four like in the fr- two. It took me two days. Like as soon as it oh, was released. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I'm and a so, stand. I'm a stand for the royal family. <laughs> okay, I'm so excited. Like I just I just started episode one today, so I'm excited to get through it and. I feel like it's going to be one of those shows. Like, I was secretly obsessed with Princess Diana. Like, I've watched every documentary on her. Like, I, I know way too much about her life than I probably should um, living in the United States. But I, like, love her and everything about her. So I'm real. Like, I feel like it's going to be one of those shows where if I have a full day, I'm just going to finish it, like, in a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. But I haven't I haven't been watching anything else. I was I was doing like a lot of like baking shows and like cooking shows through the holidays and then obviously like some classic holiday movies, but definitely needed some new shows to watch. So I'm excited. I'm going to check those out that you guys mentioned. Sweet. I know it might be a little too old school for Miss Becca, but did you see that Say by the Bell rebooted with like the original cast. I did. I was debating on whether or not to even check it out because it. Well, no, it, it's not the old cast. I think there's only like two people from the old cast in it, right? 
Uh, I think four, four or five. Oh, okay. Jesse, AC Slater, Zach, okay. and Kelly. I think. Oh, they're in. all in it. And then I think Lark, Voorhees, Lisa comes back oh. at some point. I think Screech is the only person not in the new. Oh, Screech was fun. Yeah, but he's like a weird guy. He was weird, yeah. And I like, where is he? Like, where is Screech? He wasn't he in like a couple movies after after that, and then like I don't know. Yeah, don't know. then he did like a porno. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh gross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I haven't. Have you checked it out? Is it worth no, checking out? I haven't. I haven't checked it out yet, but okay. I've been wanting to. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm always get I always get weirded out because I'm like, oh, is it going to ruin it for me? Like they did that with Beverly Hills 90210. And I actually genuinely love what they did when they came back with it. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll like it. Also, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air had a reunion. I think oh, that yeah. that's on Hulu. HBO. HBO. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Have you seen that? Yeah, I did. It was good. Okay. Um, I didn't... R- you know, I used to watch that show all the time when I was younger, but it's funny because it felt like a different time because I just watched them when they came on TV. It wasn't like a season. Like I, there wasn't an order. I just like, whenever the show was on, I'd watch it. Yeah. So like, I don't know if it was just younger me not knowing like arcing storylines or mm-hmm. if I just didn't care, but I didn't realize all that drama went down with Vivian because they changed Vivian's after like season three. So I haven't seen it yet. So don't spoil it for me. Yeah, well, okay. I'm not going to spoil anything. But I didn't realize, like, I didn't even realize they had changed them just because, like, it it was just a show I watched whenever it came on, but it wasn't something that I was, like, full on paying attention to, I guess. Because, and I was, I was also pretty young. Yeah, we were, we were all, we both were young. But yeah, that was good. I mean, it's, it's not really, like, a, it's basically the cast getting together and talking. It's not, like, it's not a reboot as far as, like, there's not, like, episodes where they're in character. Right, right. So they're just yeah. kind of like reminiscing. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, I want to see it. Uh, Will Smith is one of my favorites. So, and I like know every episode, probably verbatim. It's sad because I watched him so much. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So today's episode, we want to talk about some advice that we would give our beginner plants parent selves. So... I think this is going to be interesting because I know all three of us has we've learned so much along the way and I think it'll be fun to kind of hear like what you would do different or you know what you would tell yourselves. Mm-hmm. So who wants to go first? Well, should we set the scene like maybe tell the story of the first time we went to like a plant shop when oh. we like after we decided like I'm going to buy plants. Should we tell that okay. story? <laughs> yeah, yes. actually, yeah. Well, the first time that I had any success with growing plants, it was a succulent, believe it or not, which was crazy. Some people don't believe that, but it's true. <laughs> I grew a donkey tail for like two years successfully, and I pretty much just put it in a window. I don't even remember what direction facing window it was, but it was just a window because I didn't know about that back then. And I just pretty much ignored it. Like I would water it when it was dry and I would ignore it and it just kept growing and growing. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll try growing plants. And I remember watching YouTube and like starting watching some people's channels and thinking like, oh man, they have such pretty collections. And I got inspired to just buy plants at that time. So 
I went to Home Depot, like big box store, of course, big box store, <laughs> Home Depot. And I remember walking into the garden section feeling like I've never been in a big box store garden section before. Like, I feel like when you're not into <laughs> yeah. plants, you don't see that you like you don't recognize them. But when you're into plants, it's like and you walk into a space that sells them, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I felt like I was in a jungle in Home Depot <laughs> garden center. <laughs> Um, so I think I bought a pothos because of course that's like your number one starter plant. I think it was a pothos. Mm, yeah, I think it was. And I, I don't think I got anything else. And I just remember bringing it home and I, it was, it was successful. Like I, I grew it. It was great. I don't think I still have that plant. No, I don't think I do. But I just remember like wanting to get more. So I would kind of, I would go to like big box stores every so often and just kind of gant, like look around. And I went to Lowe's uh, big box or Lowe's uh, garden center. And then I remember going to Walmart and I never, ever knew that Walmart sold plants either. Mm. So I was like shook by that. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think that that was like my first... My first experience was in a big box store plant shop, which is kind of sad because I think I would almost rather like have gone to a smaller shop, but I I made my way there eventually, I guess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think starting out, that's a bunch of people always ask me like if I was brand new to buying plants, like where would I shop? And honestly, I say big box store because the plants are a lot cheaper. It's not necessarily like a local business, which is obviously better. But if you Mm -hmm. kill something, it doesn't hurt as much because you paid like $10 for that plant as opposed (laughs) to like $25. Um, And plants from like smaller nurseries or just plant nurseries in general are usually better taken care of. So you might have better success. But I think, I don't know. I don't think that's a bad thing to start in a big box store. It's cheaper. Yeah. My first plant that I, what started my journey I mean, okay, so I don't feel like I had plants a lot. I think there's been moments in life, like when I when I moved to a new office that actually had windows, I was gifted a air plant, and I was like, oh, this will this will be fun, but that died very quickly, um, <laughs> in a dry Illinois office. But <laughs> I was in Chicago and I went to Sprout, and that was probably like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. 2016 and sprout was just such a cool like shop i mean you've been there nicole like you know how neat it is and i bought a what i know now is the prayer plant but like the marantaceae maranta the one with like red in the leaves as well and Mm. the purple backs beautiful and then yeah i bought a pot with it and then i wanted to buy a macrame plant hanger and they were just made out of jute string. Like they had oh, some yeah. on the shelf and they were made out of jute string, but they were like $35. And Sprout is a high-end boutique. It is. I mean, they sell the experience and the experience is wonderful. Like you can buy your plant pot it there. Like you that you can buy the soil, like all of that. Uh, so I didn't buy the hanger, but I left that day from that plant shop thinking I can make that. And that's where I kind of started getting into plants. I started making macrame, which is not dude. That's where that comes from. And then I made some macrame hangers after learning how to do it. And then I needed more plants to fill them. But the the prayer plant cracks me up because 
you know they move up and down and I didn't know that as a new plant parent and so every time I looked at it it was like in a different position and I thought it was dying because at night it kind of folds up and is perky and during the day it like folds down but every time I saw it during the day I was like oh my gosh it needs more water so I would like be (laughs) I mean it died that plant didn't survive because I overwatered it (laughs) oh my gosh uh, but yeah that was my that was like the experience that sticks out in my head of like I'm gonna go buy a plant, and it was at mm-hmm. Sprout, and it was such a cool store. I love that. It place. is a cool store. Okay, for me, it started in a big box store as well, Nicole. Um, I well, we talked about in season one how a lot of my plants started from clippings, uh, and hey, some clippings I did not ask for, which I know now is. <laughs> something that you don't do Uh, but they were from people like friend family friends I was house sitting for Um, anyway so that was a lot of my plant start but then when I in the moment where I was like oh my gosh like I can keep plants alive I had kept a basil plant alive for like a few months and I was like okay I think I got this down and so I went to Lowe's the Lowe's by my house had like a pretty good selection and I bought a little croton (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, the Croton. Yeah. Crotons. It's the one that has like the yellow dust on it. I think it's like the gold dust Croton. And mm-hmm. honestly, I hated that plant after a while. It didn't die. I just threw it away. I just like didn't like the way it looked eventually. And, <laughs> and then I just yeeted it. Yeah. <laughs> I did that a lot in the, my early plant journey. I just throw things away. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then Thank the other... Yeah, and then the other plant that I got that same day was a bird's nest Sansevieria, and they were, like, both, like, four-inch pots, like, little plants. Like, I walked past the pothos and went to the croton. Like, I did that, and I will never forgive myself. I know. (laughs) I didn't even think about pothos for a long time, and then another day I, like, stress-bought a jade pothos. I thought it was a philodendron. Like, it was a mess, but... That was pretty much it. And I bought like little terracotta pots to go with it. And I painted the little terracotta pots like sky blue. And then I potted them up, likely in straight up Miracle Grow potting mix. Oh, the Miracle Grow. No additives, nothing. And nothing. That Sansevieria pulled through. I had that plant for a really long time. And then I moved and I just didn't want to take it with me. Uh, like two moves ago so yeah mm-hmm. I feel like we need to write we need to write a movie that's akin to Toy Story but with plants like with all the plants that we're just like eh, I don't oh. care about you anymore <laughs> oh no the Isle of Misfit Plants yeah the plant that makes it to college <laughs> oh my god. okay well that that's interesting so let's I feel like let's start well first of all I want to say that when I was in Illinois, every I was I work at a small bank and it's in a small town, but it's closer to a bigger town with a Walmart. And every day during lunch, I would just drive to Walmart and look at their plants. Once I got into plants, and that's mm-hmm. where I found a couple Cebu Blue. Uh, oh, that's right. Epipermums. Um, that's where I got my variegated uh, Hoya Carnosa Compacta mm-hmm. for ten dollars. Wow. So variegated? like variegated. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, so I would say don't don't sleep on those. I mean, obviously, I think people know that now not to sleep on the big box stores, but yeah, sometimes you find a gem. And yeah, in certain regions, they're like good. 
Mm-hmm. Good. I mean, good, here good. here in Arizona, we just had some scuttlebutt going around because they dropped a bunch of albo syngoniums and all of like the lows here. What? And I don't know. I might have been a Costa, Costa Farms drop. I don't know. So I wasn't mm-hmm. like, I already have one, so I wasn't running out to get it. Mm-hmm. But they were all over the Facebook plankers. People were like, oh, they're at this lows, they're at this lows. And everyone was buying them. And then people were posting memes about how stupid it is that people are excited about this plant which annoys me when people like don't rain on a parade if someone's excited about it yeah come on especially it being at a big box store like how much was it i'm so curious i think that they and they were multiple stems you know how those grow like very fast oh yeah multiple stems in and i think it was probably just like the 29 30 dollars probably that's so wild considering that people will pay like a hundred dollars or more for like one stem that's yeah. wild yeah and they grow so quickly but yeah they do that's just my experience um but what i wanted to talk about <clears throat> sorry i dropped my headphone was our let's talk about our soil journeys because like Ooh. when you brought up the miracle grow that's what i did first off uh listen yeah miracle grow full chock full of fungus gnat larva i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> just, okay can just i can i interrupt cesspool you for a second of larva. Yeah. yeah did you see did you see cody um happy little bushes story the other day they were repotting their plant and it had thrips in the soil they bought a, yeah. a bag of soil and it had right right yeah i did see. how horrifying is that so that instantly brought me back to the miracle grow days because you oh, know yeah. that's just there's fungus nests just growing in there constantly. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, For yeah. sure. Let's talk about our soil journeys. That's such a, that's a great, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you said <laughs> that. Okay, so when you guys first bought plants, did you just straight up buy like miracle Grow or did you go like Fox Farm? Like what was your go-to? Yeah, I did was, Miracle. I did miracle Grow. Yeah, so my first, my first go around was miracle Grow at the store. It's just then, because it was the cheapest and like the easy, like easily yeah. accessible, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I had enough wits about me and research that I had done that to not get the moisture control Miracle Grow. Right. I didn't like do I that I either. made sure to avoid that, but I got the like the house plant mix or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would get um, the cactus mix. Like I felt like that was my safe go to because it had more chunks in it. So I would mm-hmm. use that for everything. I didn't understand that the chunkiness need when I started either. Like, I didn't know that oxygen needed to be by the roots. So I was mm-hmm. like, whatever. This is in the indoor house plants. I'm, bu- I'm buying it. Yeah. yeah. I need to go back and look at my first YouTube video because I mixed soil in that video. Or my, I did, too. I was just going to say. YouTube. Yeah. So I I didn't even, like, pay attention to which miracle grow soil I was buying. I think I just bought the potting mix that you would use in, like, raised flower beds because it was the cheapest. <laughs> And I'd buy like a huge bag and I I would mix in, uh, what is that, activated charcoal chips, like charcoal. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the only thing I added in. Maybe I added like a little bit of perlite, but like day one buying plants, so that croton and the Sansevieria, straight up potting mix. But I think sure, like yeah. maybe it's like six months after that, I added in the activated charcoal just because I had it because I tried to make a terrarium and failed really bad so <laughs> yeah. i was like might as well yeah. use this i'm sure it's good for soil i still fail at terrariums like if i'm being real with myself i can't do it yeah they're difficult 
Um, but I need to go back and watch some of my earlier videos too that people still watch. Oh dear, dear, dear. Oh, um, gosh. but I would do I would do half soil like once I started watching more YouTube videos and educating myself a little more. Um, I would do half miracle grow like cactus mix and like half perlite so like all of my plants after a few weeks had just perlite floating all at the top of the pot you know yeah Yeah, i think after the 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 house plant mix i bought i started buying when i started like researching and watching videos i started buying the just the organic potting soil and then i would add in the bark the activated charcoal and the perlite. So then that's when I started, like, mixing my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when I was, like, in the, th- like, the, th- the, th- what do you want to call that? The thrust? No. The throws. <laughs> Throw. The throws of, like, fungus gnats everywhere. Like, yeah. I couldn't sit on the couch, couldn't watch TV. I couldn't walk around without something trying to fly up my nose or into my eyeballs. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then that's when... I switched to Fox Farm because, you know, I heard about everyone's like, oh, yeah, don't buy miracle Grow." I switched to Fox mm-hmm. Farm, but I still did additives to that soil. And I microwaved it because I, I went through and, like, <laughs> did beneficial nematodes to all of my plants. And it killed all the fungus gnats. And I was like, I'm never dealing with these MFers again. <laughs> so I bought this nice soil, mixed it all up, and then, like, microwaved it. Killed all the micro. Yeah. And you know, that video is still on my channel and people still comment. Like I still get comments randomly. Like how long did you microwave it for? And I don't usually reply to comments on like really old videos because I'm just like, okay. But every time someone comments that, I'm like, please don't do this anymore. I do not (laughs) recommend microwaving your soil. Please don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. I said that in my, one of my videos my fungus gnat video is probably like the top three most popular videos on my channel. And I did wow. mention baking your soil. And I don't know. I, I I still like, okay, microwaving and baking your soil, like it's a means to an end. Sure. Like you'll get the results you want. It's just like we, we weren't thinking about like the micro microbial activity which will not be present for a long time after you do that. So, like, it's not the worst thing you could do, but as a like beginner. You're going to kill the, you're gonna kill the fungus gnats, but the plant's not going to get all it needs. Yeah. Soil. Like, it kills every living thing. And also... All good and all bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I also, in that video, suggested mixing in hydrogen peroxide in your water, which... I did that for so long and it got rid of fungus gnats so fast. And honestly, my plants were fine after that. But then I found out that that also kills like good and bad. Does it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. You just you just taught me that. I haven't done that in a while, but I had a video that I did. I actually think that I saw Harley G do it. And mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, I'm going to try this because the fungus gnats were, this was before my LECA journey. And the fungus gnats were like, Jay, my husband, was like, okay, do something about this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I think we would deal with it because we know, like, it's just a fungus gnat. But, like, he's yeah. like, do something. So I was on a mission and I think I saw one of her videos and it does work. It really does, like, yeah. hydrogen peroxide and water works. But I didn't know it kills everything. Yeah. yeah it kills all of it. I think mm. if I was having, like, a really bad infestation, 
I would absolutely do it again. No regrets because it got Mm -hmm. rid of them so fast. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not killing the larva, you're not going to get rid of them ever. Right. No. Yeah. That's why I really loved the nematodes. Like, it worked so well, but it was a pain. It was not, you know, it was kind of a pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think in the spring I'm going to release beneficials in my plant room and just keep it closed to my house and just let them fly around in there. I don't know if they actually fly around, but they probably just hang out (laughs) on the plants. But I just imagine like a bunch of like bugs flying around. Yeah. But I'm going to release at least green lace wig, green lace wings. Yeah. They're pretty. They're so beautiful. Yeah. I think they're really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I want to release those and ladybugs because listen. Yeah. Ladybugs too. Like those bugs don't bother me. No. At all. Okay. Maybe this is a Midwest thing. Maybe both of you could. um... Wait, I just realized all three of us now have ties to the Midwest. Why did that not connect before? (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, maybe I've realized that before, but it just came to me again. Um, there's these ladybugs. I've heard that there's like mean ladybugs and good ladybugs. Mm-hmm. And there's these ladybugs that are kind of like a paler red, like almost an orange color. And they have more dots and they're bigger. Yeah. Are those the bad ones? Yeah. So I don't. Okay. You know more than me. I, I've heard that too, but I never really looked into it to like, know. They're like all mm. over and they get inside my house too. Yeah, yeah. So what's the deal? Yeah, what's <laughs> what's the deal? Um, I don't know. I've just always known that there was a different. It was like an imposter ladybug, and I think they called it something else, but I can't remember what the name was. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, but and they. I don't. I don't know what the deal is. I, I have so shed many light of them. On that. Okay, I'll have to look it up. Imposter ladybug. I'll have to look it up later. Okay. Yeah, gross. But yeah, I, I want to yeah. try that this spring and see because I haven't. I had some spider mites issues when I first got here, which I was fully expecting because all my plants were touching each other. But I haven't seen anything in a couple weeks. Knock on wood. They're probably going to show up tomorrow. But but yeah, I haven't seen much. (laughs) Welcome to 2021. Yeah. (laughs) No spider mites in 2021. You're not welcome. (laughs) I want to leave them in 2020. So (laughs) now, now back, I still had a little part of my soil journey. But oh, so we sorry. all talked about. No, you're okay. <laughs> you're okay, but let me talk right now, okay? No. Okay. <laughs> Are you done? Uh, we all talked about perlite, which I mean is what we all used at the beginning, and it wasn't. I think it was when I moved to Arizona, and I went to one of the nurseries here. They had vermiculite. Was it for? No, it was pumice. It was pumice, and it was a big bag of pumice. And you're like, you know what? I'm gonna buy pumice because. I just didn't like perlite. We all had it, you know, our experience with it of like, yeah, it gives air for, but they float, they float. And that drives me nuts. It just made me so mad. It turns all yellow and like brown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, let me try pumice. And I didn't even know anything about pumice. But then when I bought it and I went home and I researched and a lot of people were like recommending pumice over perlite because it, the floating factor, it stays in place. It doesn't float to the top. And I've never went back from there. Like I've just like, I have a couple bags of perlite that I had bought way back when, and I moved here with them. And I I don't know what to do with them now because I'm not going to use them, but they're just kind of sitting in the garage. Um, Bring them to a plant swap. Could, true, and I could probably propagate in them because I've seen a lot of people pop do the perlite propagate. But yeah, so I've since you know moved to hummus 
hummus. Hummus. <laughs> hummus. Oh, I love hummus. Yum. Not daddy's hungry. Not boy. Yeah. Not boy. So, but, so it's, soil's always been a little pain because I have like a tub or like a, a storage tub. Wait, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, it just got super quiet. I have a storage tub of like all of the ingredients that I mix to make my soil. And it was, it's kind of a pain, but now the De La, the De La Tanks is like, yeah, go to. I mean, I feel like I constantly am like, <laughs> I'm promoing for you and that's not even intended. Like none of this is intended, but seriously, it's a one-stop shop. I need to get it back to, is. I need to get back to Sagebrush and get another bag because I've You're already so used lucky. the whole bag. You're so lucky you live somewhere that sells it. Listen, Plant Shop Chicago, Ozzy, if you're listening to our <laughs> podcast, please pick up the De La Tinks soil. Please. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll just buy it all from you. Like, seriously. <laughs> I have a bunch of shops that I need to email about getting it into mm-hmm. their shops. Like, people have been giving me recommendations and I'm saving all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just needed to gather a little bit more information. But if you're looking, if you're waiting for the soil to be stocked near you, it might be. I mean, it, it's up yeah. to the shop. It's it's very expensive to ship it. I'm not going to lie. So it's really mm-hmm. up to the shop and like what they're willing to invest. But I think I agree. It's a great soil. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It and really you don't is. have any in Chicago, right? No, no places in Chicago. There is uh, a place in Missouri. It's called Vintage Hill. It's like 40, mm-hmm. 45 minutes away from me. I think it's in like Franklin, Missouri. Okay. They're carrying it, and I need to go visit. I think I want to go there this weekend and go see them. Um, but, but yeah. So other than that, we don't have any anywhere else as of right now. But it's okay. really because of the cost to ship it. It's very expensive. Yeah. But oh, yeah. you could buy it on Amazon, or you can contact Tanks directly if you don't want to buy through mm-hmm. Amazon. They totally understand. Uh, it's just easy to set up an e-commerce through Amazon. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's, it I think yeah. it's their first time doing something like that. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Dilla Tank's soil is just, it's so easy. And you know, with the pumice thing, like, because I did do my research after noticing like my perlite was just, because once it hits the air, it just, I don't know what happens. Like, mm-hmm. does it oxidize or something? I don't know. But it turns brown and just nasty and it just looks so <laughs> gross. So I read p- about pumice, and I, but we you cannot get pumice anywhere in the city, like mm. in Chicago. Really? No, like I had to look it up on Amazon because like Home Depot, Lowe's, like none of those places carry it. And no, smaller yeah, the big shops, box stores don't. Yeah. 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 And the smaller shops, it's it's expensive. So I would have to like get it through Amazon. It was just too expensive. So yeah, I ended up. I'm going to send you a, I, a link to this shop on Instagram. They sell they specialize mm-hmm. in pumice. I'll send you their information. I mean, you can, but I only use De La Tanks now, so. Oh, that's. But you can still send it. Never mind. <laughs> but I do, I do. <laughs> I did find this, um, this Bonsai Jack, which is like a lava stone, which I mm-hmm. guess is kind of similar to, to what pumice is. And I mean, yeah, does, right? in pond substrate, like, I don't want to say Lechuza Pond because that's a brand, almost like saying Band-Aid, but pond mm-hmm. substrate, they use uh, lava rock mixed okay. like smaller lava rock so that 
would serve the same purpose, I think. Yeah. So like recently I had to repot some cacti and I didn't have any de la takes. <laughs> so I had like a little bit of soil. I had a big ass bag of perlite and I was just like, oh God. But then I like mixed it with the with the lava stone and it did it did its purpose. But those are gonna get repotted soon. <laughs> um Adam my lotion just made a fart sound and it wasn't me. I just want you to know it was the lotion. I don't know if you were going to hear it in the recording. She's just, lubing up again. I, I did not just fart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was a legit fart sound. I'm like, I'm shocked you guys didn't hear it. That's hilarious. I didn't. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Um, okay, yeah, pawn is just a thing, isn't it? Maybe I'd be willing to try pawn. I just, no, actually, no. I'm not into soil substitutes. Yeah. I'm yeah. not into it. It's not for me. That's okay. No, that, that's fine, yeah. It's not for me. We talked about that last week, though. Yeah. How about the subject of watering as beginners? I, I like going through this subject by subject rather than me being like giving a list of tips. Like yeah, this is, this I think is this fun. is a better format for yeah. it. Yeah. So how about watering? That's like a good topic. Yeah. What was your early watering like? What did you do? <laughs> oh man. Back when well, we had manageable collections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's funny because when I first, first started, like right before, even before my YouTube channel, I got a water meter, you know, the one everyone has that's like yeah. seven bucks on Amazon. Still use and it. I still use it. Do not, you still not even use ashamed. it? Yes. I use mine okay. too. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm going to sound stupid. But anyway, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I used it and then like I used it for a while and because it works, it doesn't not work. But and it's so much better than like the finger method and like sticking your finger in the soil. Oh, I hate getting my but hands then I dirty. Just, uh, yeah. But then I just started noticing like I got to know my my plants that were in soil and like the weight of the pot. And it yeah. was just so much easier for me to just pick up the pot and like, okay, I know this needs water, you know? When when I first started and someone said like, Oh, I can recognize how if my plant needs water just by the weight of the pot, I was like, You are effing crazy. Like who <laughs> yes. could ever do that? And now I'm like, Oh yeah, this needs water just by like holding it up. Right. <laughs> or looking at the leaves and they're all wrinkly. It's like, yeah, you need a you need a drink. It's crazy like how well you can train your mind to like and your like your your hands and like just to like know those things like how how many times do you have to pick up a plant before you start to recognize that that type of stuff you know what I mean yeah yeah I think it was like a year and a half in before I noticed something like that like by the weight of the pot I don't have a date but like it took a bit (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a date it was October Uh, (laughs) 3rd (laughs) at noon it was then that I knew um yeah i i do still use my moisture meter like i use it specifically in seasonal changes because that's usually when i have the most i guess questions with watering because i do water based on how the plant is acting but sometimes 
it just like is still confusing for me depending on the plant so especially like in the beginnings of winter I'm like I feel like I should be watering that plant but let me just check you know what I mean like before I water it I check with the moisture meter because I hate giving my plants root rot and I've done it a few times yeah, yeah, maybe I should bust out my moisture meter considering my cacti aren't doing that yeah. well right now. Yeah. Yeah, it might mm, I don't correlation. Know, it might and then also like coming back from coming back from winter into spring when they start growing again and need more. I'm so bad at keeping up. So the moisture meter helps that too. Mm-hmm. So that I can just yeah. be aware. I just keep it by my sink. I got the moisture meter because I had a fiddle leaf fig, you know, as we all do when we start our plant journeys, those big beautiful leaves. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I realized that plants plants didn't want to sit in moist soil like f- all the time. Honestly, like I didn't know any of that, and I kind of feel stu- I felt stupid about it, but not really because we all start somewhere. Mm-hmm. But when I learned that the fiddle leaf fig you needed to let dry all the way through, it was a big pot, and I was like, "Well, there's no way that I'm gonna jam my hand all the way down <laughs> to the bottom of this pot." Yeah. Um, so that's why I got the moisture meter because I needed to make sure that it was dry all the way down before I started using it or started watering it. But before that, like I would just like maybe every day, every other day, like give the plant some water. I mean, I've killed, I killed so many plants. Like (laughs) I drowned them all Mm. (laughs) (laughs) because I was just like, Oh, this one needs water. I didn't water it yesterday. So I'm going to water it today. Yeah. Oh man. Do you guys... Do you guys ever use the pH thing on there? No. no. Mine doesn't have no. a pH on it. Oh, it doesn't? No. Yours not... does, right, Adam? Mine's like a pH and light meter and yeah. moisture meter, but no, I just use the moisture. Okay, me too. I, I've i never looked at the pH of my soil. And like after talking to Shota in sorry I was not very close to my mic that might have sounded bad but um after I started talking to Shota and people asked about pH he was like it's really not a big deal unless you're doing like some hardcore outdoor gardening but like with your house plants it's like not a big deal and I was like okay good oh, really? one less thing to worry about for me but yeah for real unless you're doing LECA in passive hydro then you need to make sure you monitor yes. that pH because too acidic will hurt your plants and too basic will not give them nutrients. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I was just thinking? So I, I talked about how I had killed in my plant funeral video that went up like in December. I talked about how this pothos that I had in water, it just died one day. And I was like, what the heck? Like it was getting, oh, yeah. it was getting root rot a lot. Do you think that might be because the pH was off in the water? Oh, yeah. Pro- yeah, possibly, <gasps> possibly, yeah. Oh, I am shook. So do you think if someone has plants in water full-time, they should be monitoring their pH? Oh, yeah. 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 They should because Whoa. water, like, even in the city, like, even where I'm at, like, we have a really good water system in the, in the city in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And even so, like, I'll test it, when, like, every few months when I'm doing like a luck of flush or something I'll test it and it'll be off than it was like a few months before mm. like it changes with the seasons I think I don't know whoa yeah. okay because I could not figure out why it was getting root rot because it was just in water yeah. and it it was very sudden yeah that's so funny okay so how do you balance your pH then 
Did we? T- we don't. I don't think we there's, talked about this last episode. I don't think so. But there's there's um kit. There's a kit you can buy on Amazon, and it's Adam's got it linked in his store. Mm. I don't think it's in my store. Um, but it's it's pretty much a pH up and down kit, so you can test to see like where the levels are, and it's it's pretty easy to. Test I'm trying it. to think of which one I always used. Was it just down? It was just down. I never yeah. used up because I don't it have always. To ever use up. It always, because the higher number is basic, right? Mm-hmm. Seven mm-hmm. is neutral. Higher than seven is, is basic and lower than seven is acidic. So basically, I was always yeah. putting acid into the water because it was always basic. Like yeah, the, ours is too. So I was always having to add some, well, I don't, I mean, it's basically acid. I think you're adding into your water a couple yeah, drops. I'm not sure. I'm um, not sure what it is. Because it needed but... to be between 5.5 and 6 is why oh, okay. I like to keep mine when I start. That's what I was going to ask. What's the ideal 5.5 and 6 between there? Yeah. For, that's for I your keep plants. Mine. Okay. It's fun to get those kits too. Like even if you don't have plants, if you're just testing your water, like to see like the alkaline in your water. We were buying... Um, we were just buying like a bunch of different water bottles from the stores to see because there was this thing going around like saying that like Dasani from this is I don't know if this is true guys so take this with a grain of salt but Dasani water like from McDonald's had like stuff in it and it wasn't you know like it was bad for you and I was yeah like, there was okay, a no. whole thing about Dasani actually like having stuff in their water to make you more thirsty like it actually was yeah. worse for you than actually oh my not gosh. Well, yeah. it does yeah. have a strange flavor. I wonder if that's why. Yeah, I don't See, know. I've never had the issues with Dasani, but a lot of people say it tastes weird and it's it salty does. and all of the stuff. Yeah. So Jay was buying this water. We were buying it from Costco because it was a higher alkaline or so it said. It said it was like 9 to 10% or not percent, but like a 9 or 10 alkaline level. And we tested it and it was at like a 4 it was ridiculously off. Yeah. I think I saved the pictures because I was going to do this rant on Instagram and I never did it. Maybe I'll go real <laughs> circle back to that and out some companies. <laughs> Nicole's Instagram Instagram rants are like everything. Um, if you don't follow her, just it's just Just have your finger funny. ready to just hold on the screen so it just stays there so you can read the entire paragraph. Yeah. yeah right paragraph. It's super Sorry. funny. Um. <laughs> uh, Okay, so what's the next major thing? Light. Why well, don't we all start I didn't. out? Let's. Oh, oh you didn't. You didn't. I, I didn't say my little bit. Well, it's the same as yours, pretty much. Uh, so no need. Go ahead. No, go. I <laughs> I'm sorry. I want... Because I thought we were. I thought we were. All I want to hear it coming from your mouth hole. Yeah. Well, early watering. No, I. I don't have anything new to add. I want to move on. Oh. <laughs> okay. Cut this out. I sound like a brat. So we. <laughs> no, no, you don't. So we all basically drowned our plants when we started. Is Pretty that... much. And I, I mean, might still be doing it. Nicole, were... I don't know if I can even say that about you because how, how do you freaking start with a donkey tail and have it survive still? <laughs> Honestly. Well, well, that's true. That's true. I, I know bought, I still have it. I bought one early on and I like breathed on it and it dropped 18 leaves. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. I think early on I was, I mean, I still am an underwaterer. But, like, I'm an underwaterer because I don't want to overwater. And, like, sometimes that's also pretty bad. You know, like, there's underwatering a plant and then you can underwater it to the point of, like, giving it root rot and stuff like that, which Mm -hmm. I have done a lot. So that is still an issue for me. 
honestly. But I think that's the hardest battle with cactus too. Yeah. Because it's like you you try so hard not to give it too much water that if you give it too little water, it rots like my booby cactus. Yeah, because the roots shrink. Someone commented mm-hmm. that on a root rot video. And I honestly never, ever thought about that. Like, I talked about my philodendron mame getting root rot, which, by the way, it's now just a stub. Oh, <sighs> it's like... Put it in a in a grow box. Yeah. I know. It's... it's Cookie jar it. I need to cookie... I need to seal it so it's a cookie, full cookie jar, but I have it Magic in like a... cookie jar. Yeah. I have it in a bunch of spag currently uh, in my greenhouse, which is not that humid, but anyway, it's holding on, but... Someone commented and said, you know, if you didn't underwater it, I mean, sorry, if you didn't overwater it, but your roots are rotted, you probably severely underwatered it so that when it went to take up the water, the roots weren't big enough. So So do the roots, when you underwater, do the roots just kind of break off and like disintegrate into the soil or do they feed the plant as much as they can and like end up dying off they like shrink and yeah die because they can't soak up shrivel yeah and like yeah that's basically what they do which that's Mm -hmm. the type of root rot i see a lot there's only one time i've gotten root rot from overwatering a plant i think and that was a pothos but other than that i think it's all been because i underwatered which is like that's the reason i wanted to underwater them so they wouldn't get root rot and then they still got root rot so it's it's a delicate balance that you have to learn over time. Like with all of these mm-hmm. things, you're not going to know all these things right away. No matter how much YouTube, podcast, Google searches you consume, like you will always make those beginner mistakes. Yeah. Unless you're like one of those people that comments on our YouTube videos and is like, I've never done this and I've I've never killed a <laughs> plant and I've been collecting for 40 years. And I'm like, awesome, Glenda. Get out. <laughs> That's just a fake also, name. Also, if your name is Glenda, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not you. Not you, Glenda. I don't know if there's a Glenda who comments on my channel often. I don't remember, but yeah. But there, I have gotten comments where people are like, I've never killed a plant in 20 years. And I'm like, good for you. Yeah. Bye. Like, you're <laughs> lying to yourself. Just like me saying I never had pests. But okay. Lighting. Let's talk about lighting. <laughs> Ooh, lighting. Lighting's oh. a particularly touchy subject for me. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Your girl just got lights like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My plants have been living in the dark for years. <laughs> not yeah. really. And your your cactus I mean, collection is just so lovely, though. I'm like shocked that you've never had them before and your cactus look like they do. In the Midwest, yeah. for sure, yeah. I've just tried to keep them in like the strongest, sunniest window possible. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I started, I, I felt like... Uh, I felt like I could just like open up the curtains for like a couple of hours, like after I got home from work or whatever. And then that was enough that I needed like that. Oh, well, they got a couple hours of sun. And I'm just like, I just look back and think about those days. And I'm just like, I'm so dumb. (laughs) Yeah, you're not cut to now. My windows are always like shades are all the way up. There is no curtains. (laughs) And it's just like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you get all of the light. (laughs) Same. Yeah. I think I think when I when I first started though I had this idea it might have been with that pothos <laughs> that like putting like your plant in like giving it too much light can hurt it 
like and can cause sunburn like even in the window which is technically true but in a place like chicago we rarely have to worry about stuff like that like even in the dead of the summer it's not it doesn't get that hot um but yeah like i I was the same way i didn't think that they needed half as much light as they do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there there obviously are some plants that that can survive without sunlight on them direct like okay they need light but like i had a um an aglionema on my desk at work in i had a north window but it was like five feet from the north window and it was under fluorescent lights all day long Mm because i was working and it was just thriving and living its best life like Mm -hmm. but that's you know something i had to learn throughout like okay well these plants can can take that and these plants can't kind of thing yeah i think for me it was like i never had plants too far away from the windows because i thought they all needed like a ton of light because i was like comparing it to like outdoor gardening and i knew Mm -hmm. i knew that they wouldn't be happy in full sun but at the same time like a lot of my early plant journey was like huddling as many plants as I could around the windows. And I've come more to a place now where I'm like, okay, this plant is okay to be like five feet away from an east window that's really bright, you know? So that was really a turning point. But for a long time, my windowsills were just like filled, like saucer to saucer with plants, (laughs) which... Yeah, it really overwhelmed me quite a bit. Like I did not like that. I did not like feeling cluttered around the windows because that's like your opening to the outside. You know, you don't want that to be like, well, for me personally, I didn't want it to be like not able to look outside because there were so many plants inside against the window. So Ugh, I still struggle with that a little bit, honestly. But well, like you see people like Summer Rain Oaks and like even Nick Pelleggi, Pelleggi, where like the, literally like there's just plants just like everywhere, and I'm just mm-hmm. like I don't understand how you know when to water. I don't understand how you know like, but you you know they do. It's kind of like us. We've like learned our plants and their habits and what they need. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's I mean. They're just, like, covering every inch of their place, yeah. both of them. Yeah. And Amanda Amanda Lee Wright on Instagram, Wait. too? Amanda oh. Ray. Oh, Amanda Ray Wright. Amanda Ray Wright, yeah. Her house She's... is filled all over. Can we just talk about it? I, I don't say this all the time. I just want to move in with her. Yeah, she has plants all over the place. And for the most part, like, her plants do get a lot of light. Like, a lot of her plants are in her living room and, like, her kitchen. Yeah. But um, she has stuff, like, pulled away from the window. And, like, the aesthetic is just so pretty. But, I mean, if we're talking about Sansevieria and, like, snake plants. Or, I'm sorry, Dracaena. (laughs) um, (laughs) Or, you know, ZZ ZZ plants. Like, stuff like that. Like, they can't. They don't need to be in windows. They really don't. Um. Which are which is nice because those are pretty prolific plants. So like to put those like on a dresser away from a window or something. Like we have plants in our basement that are doing totally fine mm-hmm. without a lot of light. You know. Yeah. So your house is two levels, Nicole. 
Yeah, we have a, our main level and then the basement. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, lighting is just such a strange thing. I think once I learned about about the specific exposures from each type of window. Mm-hmm. That really helped a lot. And a local nursery actually had this chart in the houseplant section that had like north windows and like a bunch of plants to be good in north windows and south. For each window, they had like a list and they had a lot of the plants on the list. And I was like, this is so helpful. That that chart, yeah. I took a picture of it and I like studied it. It helped so yeah. much. It's hard when you're starting because you have like all of the plants are like medium indirect or bright indirect and you're like what the hell does all this mean and i saw someone talk about a shadow in their hand so like they put their hand in the light and if the shadow was like very like hard lined no Mm -hmm. feathering that's direct light and then if you had a little bit of feathering where it's like a softer on the edges that's like you know bright indirect light and that kind of really helped me figure out lighting situations in my own home when I was Hmm. when I was starting because I'm pretty sure I put some plants in direct sun that should not have been in direct sun (laughs) yeah yeah it's a lot of experimenting and observation you have to be observe uh what is it I was about to say observative that's not observant observant (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah you have to be observant should we what other topics like fertilizing um i didn't fertilize in the beginning at all not at all yeah i i did but my fertilizing consisted of miracle grow (laughs) and like it was like the one-all be-all for every single plant same thing for every plant because no plant's different so I just gave every plant the same thing <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. at the wrong time of the year, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, at least they got it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to say like, even if you're doing that and even if someone listening to this is doing that, like at least you're giving some fertilizer to your plant. So like, don't, yeah. don't yeah. be too hard on yourself. But I was kind of the same way. Those blue granules from miracle Grow that you just like <laughs> put in your water, watering can and let dissolve. That's what I was using. Yeah. Um, I was using the poor stuff, like the liquid stuff. Yeah. yeah. Eventually when I got fertilizer, like, I don't know, six six months in or whatever, I got like a big jug of like the liquid all-purpose miracle Girl fertilizer. Yeah. Yeah. I think... It- there's a really good... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say there's a really good episode that Summer Rain Oaks has on all the different types of fertilizers on her YouTube channel mm-hmm. where she goes into depth about like what what all the numbers mean and like it's very she makes it very easy to understand and it simplifies it so it makes it less scary. So go check that out if you haven't seen that already. Yeah, fertilizer can be a bit intimidating at first, but I think like one of the bigger decisions to make in fertilizing is like synthetic or organic mm-hmm. and you know whichever you prefer I think that I prefer organic personally because it's a little bit less prone to like burn your plants if you make a mistake on ratios because that's something that a lot of people experience as a beginner is like fertilizer burn and yeah organic fertilizer is just a lot harder to burn your plant how how long do you, do you guys know this? Maybe you do, Becca, from talking to Shota. But like, how long after you purchase like fresh soil, 
do does it take for those nutrients to just for the plant to soak up all those nutrients like how long after repotting your plant in new soil would you need to fertilize it i oh i don't think that i asked him that question but that's a good question i would think like one to three months Mm -hmm. like after a few waters yeah because the yeah because you're not supposed to fer- <coughs> you're not supposed to fertilize a plant right when you buy it right when you repot it mm-hmm. but I usually see people like oh you know a month after you repot you can start fertilizing that's what I've read online okay. but I I think I wait like three ish yeah that's a good question okay so before we before we take off I want to know moments in your plant parenthood that you were just like amazed and you were like I didn't know this was a thing and I'm so excited and it kind of changed your view on like plants because I have a few that I'm thinking of like that where I was just like blown away okay I'm gonna go first so I think for me propagating plants that's not something I came across online like right away until I already had a significant plant collection. And then when I saw that you could propagate plants, I was like, wait, for, I didn't even know what that meant, first off. And I was like, like I, I just, I don't know, for some reason I always thought that plants, like all those plants had to have been grown from seed. Like that was my initial thinking behind it. And when I heard that you can just literally chop and prop a plant, and like where nodes were and like what that was and all that it blew my mind like blew my mind mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i think i i had a cutting of this monstera like my you know the monstera that i grew from a tiny leaf um the person's plant that i took the cutting off of a family friend again but um <laughs> <laughs> not a nursery <laughs> Um, it was just like so scraggly and did not look like a monstera at all. It actually looked like a pothos because it was like vining. Um, and I took the cutting and I did some research and found out it was a monstera and I was like, whoa. And then I planted it. Somehow I took the cutting in the right place. I don't know how that happened. And it grew a root. Pure luck. Yeah. Honestly, pure luck. There's no (laughs) other reason. I didn't, I had no idea where to cut the plant. I know that for sure. Um, but it started growing another leaf. Like when it grew that second leaf, like my mind was, when I tell you my mind was blown, (laughs) I cannot even describe the excitement that I was feeling in that moment because I had never known that like, like, similar to what Nicole said, like I had no idea that that would happen. I thought I was just going to have this one leaf forever. And then Mm -hmm. like a few days after I potted it up, it starts pushing out a new leaf. Like I was so freaked, like freaked out in a good way. Yeah. What about you, Adam? I mean, for me, it definitely was propagating, too. Like, when I learned that, well, when I learned that you could propagate a plant in water, I was like, I was, my mind was blown. And then when I learned you could just pull a, like, you could just put a succulent leaf in in soil and it would grow roots and then start a whole new plant, I was just like, like, it was just... Yeah. It is cool. To see, like, a tiny little succulent developing on the end of a succulent leaf is, like, I don't know. And I'm not even that into succulents, but I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. But mm, yeah. I think had before I had learned to take care of plants, before I had learned to, like, 
curate and like nurture them. I bought plants that were pretty, but they just were on the decline. Like it literally was like the the best day that they had in my life was when I brought them home. And then it would just like slowly <laughs> declined after that because of the, the watering and the light and all of that. So when I had a plant put out a first new leaf, like Becca just said, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. And I think it was that Maranta, even though I was slowly drowning it, like those <laughs> leaves come out and they're kind of like circular and curled yeah, before like they like, tubes. yeah, like little tubes. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that happening, like that's when like the, the relationship started and it hasn't stopped because those plant like that was like, that just filled me with joy, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm not that's a, so pa- cool. and I'm not a parent to like human children. But I've said this before, and I think I've said this on the podcast, but, like, it was, to me, like, the proudness I felt was just, like, how a parent would feel when their kid did something amazing. Like, it was mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I think I think what you said was didn't pick their nose and wipe their boogers on the couch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think that's what you said. Yeah, and they decided to just put it in a Kleenex. <laughs> put it in the Kleenex well, like a normal human. But, yeah. But it's been a journey. Done. It's been a huge journey for all of us, like... We started years ago, and I don't know. It's kind of cool to, like, look back and see. Although I do get cringy when people watch old videos. I'm like, please don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I, I thought about I thought about doing a series, like, on my YouTube channel about, like, me re-watching all my old videos and, like, making that a thing. And I'm like, do I really want to put myself through that? Because we did a collab video like that, and which was a lot of fun because we were together. Yeah. But, like sitting in a room by myself listening to my old self talk about plants and not know what i'm talking about Ooh. well becca you did that for a hot second too with yeah like i have a previously on de la plants series which i would like to bring back an episode or two but it's uh, like a lot of my early videos i wasn't like giving instruction i was just showing what i was doing and it oftentimes was like missing information or just not super informative so yeah. it's helpful to go back and edit, but cringe, <laughs> very yeah. Cringe. cringe. Yeah, but I mean, if we didn't do it, we wouldn't be where we're where we are now. Like we all we all started there. We all started there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. like we could do an entire other episode about like content creation, <laughs> like being in yeah. yeah, that would be being fun. A newbie. I think someone requested that. Yeah, I mean, there's been a few episode requests surrounding stuff like that, and maybe we could do like a bonus episode or something. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think there's just it's just a sign that you're growing. Like cringing at your old self, honestly, is a good thing because it means that you've grown. Like, mm-hmm. just on a personal level, some of the things that I used to say, like I'm horrified, and if it ever surfaced, I would be mortified. Like I don't ever. You know, like growing yeah. up in a, my small little bubble, you just say yeah, and do sure. things that you don't once you've learned more about the world. So it's you're growing and that's a good thing. Yeah. Yep. For sure. And recognizing that like you you now know you plants need light or you now know <laughs> plants need food is, is, a, is, is a good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Or you now know to put the damn watering can down because <laughs> <laughs> you're drowning. Use your use your moisture meter. Yeah, the plants are dying. 
<laughs> yeah, and like the plant isn't just dying randomly. It got spider mites and you're too silly to notice. That's mine. That's my big yeah. takeaway. We didn't talk about pests, but like realizing that pests were a thing was probably the worst day of my life. And yeah. You know, I used to see people like I was thinking about this a few days ago. There was this person on Instagram I followed. I still follow her, but she had spider mites on a plant. This was like maybe like a couple months into my plant journey. And I was like, what's this? And she completely took all the soil off of the roots and soaked it in a bath. The whole plant, leaves, roots. Whoa. Sometimes they wouldn't even remove all the soil. They would just take it out of the pot and like soak it in a bath when they found out it had spider mites. Does that work? I yeah. I, I haven't seen her do it you're again. You're drowning it. I mean, it would work. I mean, people have done that for like mealy, bad mealy bug infestations, a dunk. Yeah. I do that sometimes when I buy new plants and bring them in. I just like. What are you dunking in? Give them a dunk. Uh, Captain Jack's dead bug brew. Like a, like, is it like a concentrate and you put water? It's not, you don't yeah. just like straight up put that because it's, it'd have to be no. a big bucket. Yeah. Okay. So it's a concentrate, right? Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't hurt like to do a dip in some. Bonide eight or some Captain Jacks. Yeah. You know we should we should do a whole other episode on this because sorry, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, but on bugs we totally should because I guess oh man we could. I mean the video where I dunked my entire bishop's cap cactus into alcohol, rubbing alcohol <laughs> straight up, straight up rubbing alcohol. I was done. It was covered in mealy bugs, so there was no Q-tipping that. No. You know? No. <laughs> that's wild mealybugs just like pop up and but yeah we should save this overnight we should save a pest one like we could do maybe a pest q a or something uh yeah that would be fun let us that know let us know on instagram if you want to see that comment on our post from today if you want to see yeah. a pest video or a pest because um, we've all had pest. a very like wide range of pests so we have a lot to talk about yeah yeah and like I feel jaded now by certain plants that, like, whenever I see, like, the excitement. Like, my friend Jessica is getting into plants, and she bought, like, some uh, Calathea. And I'm as soon as I she, like, sent me pictures, she's like, oh, this is a new plant I got. I was like, well, that's going to die. So just, like, <laughs> and I feel mean because, like, she was so excited about it, and they're beautiful. But I'm just like, well, you're going to get spider mites, and everything's going to get infected, and you're just going to hate life. So have fun with your new plant. Yeah. <laughs> Start planning the funeral now, Jessica. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The only Calathea that I've kept alive is not even a Calathea. It's a Gapertia or something like that, I found out. Yeah. So that explains why I've kept it alive. So Yeah. The Orbifolia. <laughs> yep. We love my Oh, Orby. really? Wait. The, well, then the Orbifolia is not a Calathea? Yeah. And no, neither is re- the Musaica. Yeah. They've been what? reclassified to the Gopertia. Gopertia. Oh, you know, this reclassification shit. And apparently that <laughs> happened like a long time ago. Yeah. Like, Someone... Great because I've been saying that yeah. like my Calathea mosaica, she's in the trash. Me too. That's how I felt. Oh. I was like, yeah, I was reclassified anyway. My Calathea. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think that that covers it all. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping that you know, if you are a beginner plant parent or not a beginner, whatever. I hope there's some nugget of information here for you and. Yeah, just try. Try again because mm-hmm. we all learn and we all grow and we all make mistakes, but that shouldn't stop you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's definitely a hand. Plants are very much a hands-on experience. Like I feel like you can do all the YouTube searching and like reading and yeah, you'll get information from that. But like until you own a plant and have plants in your care, like are you going to know truly how to care for them? Mm-hmm. It's like photography. You know, you could go to school for photography, but if you don't own a camera, you're not going to know how to use that thing. You yeah. know? Very true. Okay, so thank you so much, guys, for joining us in today's episode. Again, be sure you're following us on Instagram where we post when these when these episodes go up. We also post a post where you can come converse with us. I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love interacting with you guys over on Instagram, so be sure to check that out. And don't forget to go check us out on YouTube where we have some collabs going on over there. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.